It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. And I am your show host, Randy Fine. Believe it or not, the world has gotten a whole lot noisier, and many of those noises have crept into our homes and our workplaces. For home, noise levels can come from loud neighbors, barking dogs, loud appliances, lawnmowers, and kids yelling throughout the house. For work, noise levels can come from cell phones ringing and texts dinging all day, or people congregating outside your cubicle with full-blown conversations and laughter. Who has time to concentrate and focus on mental balance when our minds have to fight against these disturbances all day? A recent workplace noise-related study showed that 68% of job seekers admitted they are listening to more than your benefits package. They are judging the noise levels in the office. So today's special guest, Poppy Scaler, is the CEO of QuietMark, a company that is on a mission to make home and work quieter. In fact, they are the official certifier for good housekeeping to ensure that products meet the mark for low noise factors. And through their global certification program, they assess and certify the quietest products and building materials, making it easier for consumers and professionals to find the quiet products for their home or office. I'm so excited to talk to Poppy. So good morning, Poppy. Welcome. Good morning, and thank you ever so much for having us um, on the show, Randy. It's a real pleasure to be here. Oh, about my favorite you. subject. <laughs> yes, yes. It's something that people complain about, but nobody talks about how to make things quieter or if it's possible to make things quieter. So um, tell us about how you got into doing this. Well, life is full of surprises. Um, I was very much on a different career track where um, I had basically grown up in our family home with my grandfather and my grandmother, um, both very much being um, public campaigners for uh, noise pollution all my life. So it was kind of the last thing that I thought I'd get involved with. I was actually in the film industry. And um, there's a whole story around my, my family, how that was established. But uh, essentially, um, about 17 years ago, I, I had a big sort of awakening and, and uh, uh, really felt that I wanted to help my mother um, continue the work of my grandfather. And so we sat down at the kitchen table and came up with a, a plan that was going to bring almost like a next generation um, expression um, of the Noise Abatement Society charity, which my grandfather had founded, where we would simply um, work with different acoustic teams to test products and then award or profile and celebrate those that were technically um, the, the very, very quietest in each product category. And so it was a very big vision, and um, we you know, had no idea that it would have grown into the scale of, of data collection and uh, partnerships across retailers and media partnerships and, and uh, to help reach consumers and trade buyers that it is today. So um, that's a sort of hop, skip and jump really uh, to start us off in, in, into how I got involved originally, very much through the family mission. Okay. So we understand what the mission of QuietMark is. Um, what exactly – so QuietMark is a company that tests products or creates products? We, we very much um, are only verifying and testing, so we really haven't got a desire to create or manufacture ourselves, but what we do is um, invite global manufacturers in over 70 or 80 product categories, so everything from hair dryers, dishwashers, uh, forklift trucks in the building sector, building materials for the architects and the interior designers, it spans so many different types of products. And what we do 
is um, test in our labs, in our specialist acoustic labs, um, all the different categories to identify the very quietest. Because often, say, you know, you're shopping for a, a food processor or a, a, a washing machine, it's often very difficult to, at point of sale, understand really how loud or intrusive that item is going to be until it's, it's purchased and it's at home and it's installed, by which time it's a really difficult then to uninstall it or take it back. So part of QuietMark's um, uh, work and service is to do all of that due diligence of technical testing and verification of the manufacturer's claims to then award and certify those products so that you have a third-party assurance um, from uh, a company that are purely consumer champions that really are on the side of consumers' health and well-being. So what are the, the most common disruptive workplace and at-home noises that you know, some of us, I guess we hear it all the time and we've just learned to tune a lot of it out, but it's got to be affecting us. So what are some of the most disruptive sounds that we deal with on, a common, on, a, on an average day? Well, in the, the interesting, the workplace has been actually taken into the home during the pandemic, which has almost created a boom for uh, a general awakening to the importance of quietness. You know, you're on a Zoom call and you've got children in the background or, you know, leaf blower outside or windows that you still let all the traffic noise in and, and you're, you know, conducting back, back-to-back meetings. Um, uh, and the work-from-home era and movement really has, has continued, uh, even though, some are going back into the workplace or being encouraged to. So in that sense, the workplace is completely being redefined at the moment. Um, so within the home environment, you've got sort of every type of noise source from other human beings you're living with um, that are intruding, you know, to um, outside noise coming in, to appliances that are ear splitting or, you know, really have been designed with no sensitivity to um you know, being seen and not heard to support uh, any sort of, you know, work meetings or, or concentration needed uh, in the workplace that's now at home. And then also in the workplace, so out in the offices, in, in the, you know, hospitals, schools, out there, um, some of the most irritating and annoying noises, uh, annoying noises is often when the um, building itself hasn't been designed with acoustics in mind. So the flooring, the doors, the walls are often very highly reflective of noise and that means that there's echoing and um, it's actually really difficult to, to concentrate, especially if there are colleagues in close proximity who are talking as well or who are on the phone. Um, a little interesting fact is that uh, as human beings, you know, we actually can only cope with one and a half conversations at any, any given time. So you know, any, any more than that, we start to um, have to um, try and cope with, with, with more noise coming at us and then that can cause stress, uh, all sorts of physical reactions um, when there is too much noise overload. Um, that's just the way our bodies are designed. Um, so there can be so many different noise factors. And again, noise factors that are very bespoke and tailored to your specific environment. It could be a really noi- annoying, you know, air conditioning unit that is droning all day. By the end of the day, you feel exhausted. And that's actually not because of the work you're doing. It's because you've got this um, high-pitched or very irritating sound that is, um, you know, piercing into your mind as you're trying to push that sound out so you can focus on some writing or, or phone calls or whatever whatever else you're doing. So it's there are so many sources of noise. Um and that, that is the scale of the problem as well, which uh, is, is very much what uh, QuietMark are um, rolling our sleeves up in a big way to tackle on behalf of consumers and trade buyers. So how, does, um, how do noise levels impact our balance and mental wellness? Well, essentially, um, the sound that we experience um, affects our brain waves. It affects our heart rate. In fact, all of our physical rhythms are affected by sound. And uh, the, the way we were designed originally um, was that if there was a, uh, a sound that was you know, sharp or noisy um, uh, to um, uh, protect ourselves, the cortisol levels in our heart would then react to a sharp or sudden noise and release that to our heart to stand on alert and guard to protect ourselves from uh, something coming at us that could be dangerous for our survival. So what we've got from that sort of very, you know, intrinsic basic instinct is that nowadays we've got all sorts of noises that are bleeps and beeps and um, uh, very sharp and intrusive 
happening all the time. So what happens is our body is still wired that way. So the cortisol is often being um, released uh, an awful lot during the course of the day, causing uh, a fatigue um, that can happen, namely around the sort of um, uh, nervous and um, the nervous system and the way our, our um, the whole of our being has to sort of cope with those sounds coming at us that it eventually is exhausting. Um, it can cause headaches. It can cause um, uh, emotional reactions of anger and distress. Because ultimately, um, it's too much for the, the body's design to keep having to have the fight or flight mechanism happening. So really what we're looking at is uh, machines, um, technologies, the way our homes and houses and offices are built. They've been designed without an understanding or without marrying really how a human being um, needs to be supported in work or, or um, how much sound that they really can cope with. Um, and often decibels um, is how we, we typically understand the measurement of sound. However, especially in the acoustics industry and world, we know that decibels are only a fraction of the truth of how sound is measured, where, in fact, the sound quality of a product is often more important. So, for example, you can have two products, say, um, say two uh, juices in your kitchen that have exactly the same decibel levels, However, the sound quality of one of them is something that you just cannot bear to be in the room with for more than two seconds. It's so screeching and roaring and would wake up your next door neighbor when it's put on. Whereas another one with the same decibel level is a softer, it has a, you know, um, uh, more pleasant tonalities and therefore um, is one that's more tolerable and pleasant and less intrusive and then harmful, less harmful. So really decibel levels are very misleading and often that's, the only way that um, many manufacturers actually report um, themselves on the sound levels of their product. So what we do at QuietMark is, is take those products in, especially when we're working with Good Housekeeping on a particular product uh, review um, report for their editorial, and we'll, we'll take a whole sweep of, um, you know, say, water flossers or, you know, hot hair brushes or um, you name it, you know, whatever they're reviewing, vacuum cleaners, robot vacuum cleaners, and we'll not just look at the decibels, but we look at the sound quality and how, as a jury, we react and respond to those sounds um, to find the one that's most pleasant and also to call out the ones that are really to be guarded, guarded against because you're bringing that product into your home, you're living with it long term, and that's an intrusion, almost like a pollution um, that you're bringing into your home that you've got to live with pretty much every day, especially if it's a vacuum cleaner that's on every day or you know you want to juice every morning or... Um, uh, you can see how, you know, hair dryers right next to your ear. Um, uh, so we, we really are flagging up those products that are safest on the market for hearing health um, and also to create a peaceful home in a very stressful world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's quite a complex uh, area of science measurement, uh, sound measurement, and, and we're, we're very much sort of looking at the 360 of, of how that measurement is is, um, is done with great due diligence on behalf of consumers uh, to, to, to help them find those those quietest, safest products. Hmm. So how do we know if um, the noise we're hearing is actually damaging our ears? Is there Do you know about that? Is there a way to know that? Well, I think we're also quite intuitive as human beings. Um, Normally, it's often a facial expression or um, the way you, you are feeling. Um, so sometimes, you know, you can hear it. It's like, you know, if someone puts their fingers on a chalkboard, even me saying it kind of makes you wince and makes you immediately have a reaction of, like, pulling away. Um, if there's a lovely soft sound, like the sound of waves on a beach, you know, your body immediately relaxes and it's comforting and almost you know, a sense of healing comes from a sound. It's got lots of broadband quality. So I think typically if you're... If you're feeling negative when experiencing a sound, or you're feeling um, that you've changed from a peaceful place into a, uh, an irrit irritated um, mood, or, and it's purely that you can source it against you know, something that's been on. So you know, you've got, it's a constant clicking. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a big noise. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a huge high decibel level. It can be something that's quite irritating in its tonality. And you start to get a bit edgy or twitchy or, or a bit angry. You have to maybe go, okay, well, what's, 
what's going on around me that's making me like that? And it could just be that you've got five other people talking in, in a cafe next to you or and it's, that sounds reverberating all around and it means you can't concentrate. When, when you start feeling um, almost like a cloud come, coming across your sun, you know, you, you're, you're feeling negative, you're feeling irritated, agitated, sometimes a headache, sometimes a, you know, um, uh, just, just generally feeling uncomfortable that's not due to anything that you're dealing with in terms of, you know, the communication you're maybe fielding or um, uh, you know, that can answer it. Um, but it's really almost sort of being, adding an extra level of awareness um, and, and, uh, and maybe making a sound audit of what's around you to, to, to then um, uh, work out what the source is of that irritant. And often it can be a really annoying noise that's persistent. We have... Um... The one thing that comes to mind in my home is our smoothie maker. That thing is so loud. It's, I mean, it just shakes the house. It's so loud. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I wonder, you know, can they make a product like that that does the same thing that can be quieter? I don't understand why they wouldn't if, if it was possible to do that. 100% they can. I think what it all boils down to is literally the investment at R&D level in brands. So you know, all the time in business, people are obviously trying to make the profit over what they're selling, all of that. And where it costs more to investigate how acoustics, which is a complicated engineering aspect of a product, the investment in that, the time it takes, the care, the ingenuity, the hiring of extra talent, all of that is an extra investment on behalf of that company. However, the good news is, um, since Quiremark started 10 years ago, we can really see the shift in big brands, um, you know, names of which we'd all know, you know, household name brands, who really are understanding that uh, it's very important now for consumers to have products that support health and well-being, especially since pandemic, where everyone's been dealing with a lot of stress and you know, health issues and uncertainties and um, it's, affected, it's affected mental health, it's affected you know, every aspect of our being, our relationships, that um, products now need to support, they need to uh, provide peace. And so in terms of you know, being able to sell more products, it's, it's wise to invest in great acoustics in, in products to, to, to sell more. Um, uh, you know, quite bluntly, you know, it's, it's what consumers now are looking for. And we, we can actually uh, state that and evidence that through um, quite much being you know, very much more established and very much a household brand here in, in the UK home market, um, where we have uh, partnerships with many, many of the retailers, you know, major retailers at the equivalent of like um, you know, Lowe's or Best Buy or Bed Bath & Beyond, those sorts of retailers we have here in the UK, where we can see during pandemic, um, tens of thousands of customers are putting QuietMark into the search bar, which is evidenced by the retailer, because they are in a work-from-home situation and they've just got to make sure that dishwasher they're buying is absolutely the quietest decibel level so that, you know, during the Zoom call or, or as you're saying, your, your food processor is absolutely one of the quietest. So we've got some, you know, fabulous, um, um, I, I don't, I'm not allowed to name names on the show or not, but, um, you know, there, there certainly are. Um, mm. Some, uh, sometimes, unfortunately, it is the more premium brands who have, you know, invested in, uh, so you're, you're paying a little bit more, but you get a quieter machine, and then that machine lasts for 20 years, you know. Um, but, but there is such a thing as, as a quiet juicer that is non-intrusive and actually has quite a pleasant <laughs> sound and doing the same high-performance job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Every day, you know, it's like that one time a day when I hear that, and I'm like, "Oh, when's it going to be? Oh. When's it going to be over?" <laughs> so, are we as yes. you know, are we as a generation um, because there's so much noise in our environment? Are we losing um, a certain amount of our hearing ability from all of that? That's an amazing question. Um, my from, from watching this from our standpoint of you know the, the, the family charity for 64 years you know turning into quite much, I've seen an evolution of almost um, like an like an elastic band. If you keep stretching and stretching and stretching it, eventually it's going to snap. And I think with the sort of technology golden age of you know having every type of machine and gadget and you know the pace at which uh, technology is evolving. Um, that, that sometimes does or doesn't take into consideration how we are designed as human beings, you know, the, the basics of how our bodies are designed, is that the, the stress levels, the, um, the, the ability to, to cope with those technologies hasn't been equated, and that there is almost like sometimes a wearing out, like extra stress levels, like 
the mental health issues, the um, relationship stress comes from a fast pace that, that's often driven by um, the speed of the emails, the you know, amount of phone calls, the volumes of um, things expected to be done within a work day, you know, it, it, the, the speed and the pressure, which is, you know, inter, interwoven with the technologies that we interact with, I think is, is stretching us almost like as an elastic band. And that we get to a point where almost during pandemic, it was a slight relief not to go, or many of us didn't have to go back into the workplace and we could work from home and like completely readjust and take time in the silence to recalibrate and look at the values that were more important than, you know, um, the, 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 what, what the pace was driving us towards. So I think in a sense, um, there, there, there is a big change going on um, where, I mean, if you look at, look at the great resignation, huge amounts of people leaving their work because the values they've discovered during this, you know, extraordinary pandemic era has made them look at really what they want to do with their lives and they don't want to be stressed and, have all that pressure and work in a workplace with 20 other people in the room and get home exhausted and then do the same thing again the next day, like, you know, hamster in a wheel. And so I think that we are, we are in a, in a moment where much is being revalued. Um, and that in a positive sense means that we can look at even how we design our environments with much more with nature in mind. Um, and I think that's really the only way forward. A lot of major, you know, huge companies are having to look at how they, entice people back into the workplace by putting biophilic design in so that people really want to spend a day in the office again rather than cringing at the thought of the pressures you know that they'd have to going to have to endure again when maybe at home it's, it's not so so much so um obviously every person's you know um personal situation is, is different to the next but there is a general trend that we can see um you know, like 68%, over two-thirds of Americans from our latest survey say they would consider noise level at work when making future employment decisions. And that's, that's huge. Um, uh, nearly that a quarter is. of Americans report, you know, that they, they, a quarter of Americans, I mean, that's how many millions is that? Report they would seek a total career or work environment change to limit noise exposure. You know, even, even considering a change in industry to do so. And these are really heavy, heavy statistics that came out um, in January this year, you know, um, so, and, and also it's very interesting that a lot of, you know, it's not just older people who are maybe hearing for, you know, getting a little worn or, or you know, natural decline. We're talking about millennials, you know, younger people that are, um, I think there was another survey that was over a quarter of employed Americans under 40 were more likely to seek a total career or work environment change than those 40 or older. You know, so it's it's a really, really massive gear shift going on in terms of our work relationship to, to noise. It sounds um, like it. Sounds like it. So now, um, and I know I just got a pair of these. Um, now we have these wireless headphones, you know, that we just put right in our ears and we can listen to anything yeah. and music and everything like that. And I just wonder what that's doing to our our hearing you know is that going to impede it yeah it is absolutely so the it depends on what level you're listening um that the, the the most extraordinary fact in the whole of the human body the the hairs in our ear um are the once damaged do not grow back so everything else even you know sometimes you know a limb can be severed and it can grow back. They're, they're extraordinary, um, you know, examples of other areas of our body that regenerate. The only part of our body that doesn't is the hair in the ear. So once you have got tinnitus or have damaged that, it's near impossible. I, I mean, I, I do, I do like to think all things are possible and there are miracles that occur and, and we all, you know, believe in our faith in those. However, evidence has shown that once that damage is in place, it's very, very difficult to get back the hearing you once had. So in, in that sense, part of our campaigning work is to encourage lower listening levels, to be aware that and there's something extraordinary statistic that um, in the next 10 years, there's going to be such a surge of 40-year-olds who are going to be deaf because oh. of the levels they've been listening at through their earpods or you know, headphones. Um, and, and this is where there's a big, big education gap. Um, you know, any other pollutant uh, like air or, you know, that, there's often, you know, huge campaigning spend, but, you know, our ears, which is 
you know, how we communicate, how we build relationships, what, what we hear, and, and then how we you know, respond. But, but there's this huge area where if this isn't sort of articulated, um, there are, there's going to be a huge amount of casualties in, in terms of premature deafness. Um, and that's extremely sad, and, and it can be prevented. So I think, you know, the advice on that is just to be aware that, um, you know, listening at a safe level, it might not, you know, uh, you know, sound so loud. Um, it might be a little bit low. You might have to strain a little bit to listen sometimes. But it's worth it for long-term protection of your body and your, your health um, and being able to hear others into your older years. It's not, mm. not a great, not a great thing to share, yeah. but it's important to factor it in. I mean, yeah. there's so many, there's so many um, problems with technology and its effect on long-term effect, you know, on the eyes and the ears. Yeah. And um, so, how, how do we? It, does noise affect the way we communicate with others? I, I think profoundly so. Um, a few years back, I uh, was um, in a privileged position to produce a feature film in partnership with Pat- Patrick Shenner, a fantastic documentary film feature filmmaker, called a project called In Pursuit of Silence. It had a, a U.S. cinema release, a, a global cinema release. It's you can get it on Amazon. Patrick filmed in 13 countries, investigating the whole subject of silence and how it was a value that's been forgotten and. Even me choosing to help, you know, serve my mother and, and the family to establish quiet mark came from my own personal uh, revelation um, of finding the treasure in quietness. So um, I, I really choose to personally live in silence, um, even though I'm quite a loud character and you know I love people and have parties and stuff. I know that what I found through practicing silence every day is un- incomparable you know you, you you when you when you define a period of quietness whether it's know, 20 minutes in the morning with your coffee or you know it's an hour before you go to bed you make sure it's time for that quietness where you where you sit and listen or sit and read or there's something in that in that place of, of defined quietness or silence or stillness that recharges you that imparts um i mean i call it you know, the still small voice of calm where you hear wisdom when you're not saying, you're just listening, when you're putting yourself in that place of, of being receptive in the silence. It charges you up to then go out and be strong and empower then your relationships. I mean, that's, I, I can vouch for this over and over and over that when, you don't, when, when one doesn't allow silence in or quietness in, that um, what, you can spin out of control, you know, where... You know the reality can go a few you know degrees out from north and and before you know it the decisions are you know you're overwhelmed and relying on batteries rather than i like to think the silence or my silent or quiet time is where i plug into the main supply <laughs> however people define that you know in this day and age but um you know it's where you quiet yourself to receive um, and recharge to then be able to go out and conquer, but in a, in a you know in that place you kind of um, receive further stillness in your being and your thought process. You receive wisdom, some of these revelations about how to heal another relationship. Or um, and again, it, it does. From my experience, it takes practice. Um, sometimes it can be very agitating. I can't sit here for ten minutes in silence and. Actually, if you do do it by the end of it, you might have heard something extraordinary that changes the whole course of the day or, or, or a piece of wisdom for a particular relationship that turns your life 360 into a positive direction, you know. Um, so, I mean, I could talk about this all day. It's my favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, um, I, I just think it is a lost value. And, if you, you know, you, if you look at, you know, as, as we did in, in, in the film, In Pursuit of Science, not, not just in, in you know, religious practices, it could be quite, you know, nothing to do, more like a relationship with, um, whether you want to call it the divine, with God, with, uh, you know, um, uh, it's almost unspoken that when you almost surrender up your own effort and you receive and you listen, um, therein lies treasure and healing and completeness. 
um, whether you're looking at, you know, ancient monks that have lived in silence in monasteries or in the feature film, you know, extraordinary examples of a, of a young man who was 19 in, I think he was in California and just decided at university that he didn't want to go the way of the world. And he decided to take a vow of silence and he packed everything into a, a buggy and walked across America over the course of two years. And he, uh-huh. uh, part, it's extraordinary, part of the, the film documents him holding up his thoughts to camera that he's written down on a notepad. And so th- 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 this isn't religion, this is more about connecting to the source of life that often there isn't even words for the power and the magnificence and the scale of it. Um, you know, I, I am personally a believer, but I think, you know, you can be in all different places, but that very place of discipline of silence um, is like a wellspring. Um, oh, I so it, agree. It's a choice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I so agree. I need, I require a lot of quiet in my life. Lots and lots of it. Yeah. I, I can't handle too much noise. Um it, yeah. I like to stay peaceful and quiet, and you know I'm not I'm not a a big talker. My husband's not a big talker. You know we we're both kind of quiet, which is nice. It works out in our yeah. in our marriage because we're not really <laughs> noisy people. <laughs> but yes. some people yes. need to have noise around them all the time. They've got to have the television on. They've got to have music playing. To me, I just prefer the silence. Yeah. We we are all different. There are extroverts, there are introverts. However, one yeah, sometimes one has to ask oneself, you know, how am I in a habit of having that noise on? What is that noise doing to me? If I didn't have it on, how would I feel for the afternoon? Would I feel better? Do I really need you know, just sometimes we are creatures of habit and um you know, in New York there's so much noise all the time and I mean you know, I, I adore New York and the people, the characters and you know the, but it, you need a holiday sometimes to get over New York. You know, you need to come out of New York. It's, it's, yep. so, in, you know, it's so intense and mm-hmm. and actually depleting of health. And, and there was one um, extraordinary um, piece in the New Yorker, uh, an interview with an, an amazing acoustician who spoke about if we were to, if we saw noise pollution, the equivalent visually would be piles of garbage. It, oh. it, it, you know, because we can't we can't see noise pollution you know we we think well what are you talking about you know you can't see it however it is still sound waves and energy and 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 very um incompatible sound waves to our brain waves which causes our just you know whoever you are the the way we're wired our brain waves you know our hormone secretion our blood systems you know it's all around our heart and sound directly affects our heart cortisol levels so you can have the tv on and you can have the music blaring but it it will be taking effect upon your heart and it could be a matter of time before that gets to a critical place or a fatal place and you know the 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 world health organization says that um noise pollution is second only to air pollution as the biggest killer globally it's it's incredible and then the heart attack yeah through stress through the buildup of stress and often traffic noise is the worst Mm -hmm. um and and so i suppose what we're trying to do at quiet mark is bring the solutions that are you know we're not selling anything we're not making money out of anything it's it's truly a, a platform of almost nurture you know so that you know that brilliant those windows have been checked out that they really, if I stick them in my house, they really are going to attenuate the noise. You know, if I put that flooring in, that really is, the claims of performance of that manufacturer have been verified by these third-party representatives that, that the decibels will be reduced by, you know, 10 or 20 in that room if I put that product in. Or if I buy that juicer, I know that it's 10 to 20% of the quietest juicers on the market. And, um, we, you know, it, it's it's kind of, what what we're trying to do is, in a very nice way, um, get those certified products profiled so that, uh, which is now we're very much seeing, you know, that the sales of those products are drive and they go very fast. I mean, who who wants a hairdryer that's blasting in your ear at 120 decibels when you can have one at 90 doing the same, uh, sorry, 80 maybe, 80 decibels that, that's, you know, an awful lot quieter and still with great performance and a softer sound quality. So, of course, that one's going to sell over one that's, an ear blaster 
And then maybe the manufacturer making the ear blasting hair dryer goes, oh, man, we really need to look at how we get ours like our competitors. And then before you know it, everyone in that sector have got quite a hair dryer. And before you know it, there's a whole population that hasn't got 120 decibels in their ears anymore. So <laughs> that's me wrapping the sort of concept and the strategy. But that is how our model hopefully is going to work and change noise pollution. By right. You must, love, and voting you must love watching this happen. Yeah. You must love this um the effect of what you're doing. Oh, well, it's, it's, when, I, when I first started it, from, like me and mum started from the kitchen table. You know, we, we're, we're family-owned. You know, we, we haven't taken investment. We're, we're very old-fashioned. You know, you spend what you earn, you know, we're, you know um, sort of company. And when I first started calling people, you know, saying, you know, this is what we're doing and we're testing, a lot of people laugh at me. <laughs> you want something quiet, you know, like. And then there were one or two that were like, oh, my goodness, we've just invested in acoustics. Yes, absolutely, we will want to be entering our products for, for, for this evaluation. And then before, we've literally watched the tide turn over, over 10 years where now suddenly pandemic happened and it was like the floodgates opened. Everyone working from home needed quietness and these products were then all categorized for them, organized for people to then pick off the shelves and that's quite what grew um, uh, from three uh, about 300 certified products up to, up to about uh, 1,200 certified products just during the pandemic. So Incredible. you can see how, you know, how, how the growth. And, and again, each product is so carefully analyzed. You know, it's, it's, um, we, we have a charitable remit, which is to serve public health um, as number one, you know, and, and, and the, same, the same values that, you know, good housekeeping has, that, that we are serving public health, bringing you know, the, the best quality products into prominence and, you know, and that's how you build a good name. You know, it's, it's, it's quality, it's encouraging others to also invest in a quality product um, to, to help people have better lives, ultimately. So let's talk about um, ways to reduce noise. And I've heard that the plants actually can absorb sound. Do you know about yes, that? Is that true? They really can. Absolutely, it's, it's, they are the most beautiful absorbents uh, of uh, you know uh, of, of of sound. Um, you know, you can do that on a large scale in the garden, um, and also or, or also when trees are chopped down, or when you know the, the opposite in a, an area of land. You know, that that completely changes the acoustic dynamics. But absolutely, if you're living in a flat in New York, or if you're in a you know uh, you know uh, a home environment, the more uh, green plants uh, are, are the most beautiful absorbents of sound. Um, and then also the, the wonderful next generation of acoustic products that are coming out often use plant materials in them. So, you know, if, if you're living in a beautiful loft type, you know, uh, hard surface flooring and walls, which make for a lovely, you know, uh, big space, um, you can soften that by putting, you know, one or two panels in that, or, or, or soft curtains or, you know, natural fibers in that, that are, are, are amazing at, at reducing noise just with one or two tweaks. So it, it really is uh, very important to do an, a noise audit on the specific environment you're in. And what we often say is, you know, take a typical week, say you're in your home, you're working from home, just take, keep a little noise diary. You know, it could be the garbage truck coming every day at a certain time. And it's like, you know, you're hearing, it could be the outside noises that are the most irritating. And that means maybe investing in a you know set of new windows in a, in, in the front facing area, or it could be that you know an old air conditioning unit is is the thing that's sounding like an alien life force you know constantly <laughs> in your in your you know and 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 you know it's time for that thing to go. Um, it could be like you're saying every morning, why do we put up with that ear spitting juice? Why don't we just you know can you put it on your present list for Christmas? You know a new one from your you know or. Um, get a robot back, you know, that is, is really quiet and, and, you know, subtle rather than a, you know, an ear splitting vacuum cleaner <laughs> that's, that sounds like a turbo jet, you know, like, why do we put up with these things? So when you start making a list, you're like, oh my gosh, if I should eliminate that, 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 and that, I've completely brought peace back into my home, taken control of the situation. My body relaxes more because that's immediately what happens when the, when the noise goes down, you relax. And therefore, the well-being comes in, and therefore you become happier and jollier, and, and you know the joy joy is activated uh, rather than irritation. And you know, and then there's neighbour noise, which is a whole other area where you know um, noise event society in the UK. You know, we give out advice on how to tackle neighbour noise because you know you're living next to that person for decades. You know, you've got to build that relationship and approach them in the right way, and um, you know. Uh, 
help them understand that when they're coming in from their night shift and making that noise, it means you can't, you know, you, you can't work the next morning and um, et cetera. So, so it's sort of, you know, all of those sensitivities to how we relate right. to each other. That is all part yeah, like of we don't, like you don't, you don't cut, you don't cut your lawn early in the morning. You know, you let people sleep, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there is a courtesy that, um, that is, exactly. um, yeah, involved in being a good neighbor. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Well, well, first of all, one of the things that, makes me feel insane is when I'm watching a show and then it's just shooting constantly. It's this person shoot. I mean, all they're doing is shooting each other and it's guns and guns and guns and guns and guns. And it's so loud that I want to scream. I hate that. But, um, but I had an, yeah, I had an experience, um, years ago I went to Hawaii and I was on the big island and there was a chain of volcano road where you can go all the way up. They don't let you go all the way up anymore, but this was years ago. And when we got yeah. up to the top and I got out of the car, I actually started to cry because I had oh. never really heard silence before. It was wow. absolutely silent. Nothing. I didn't realize wow. how much noise is around us all the time. Until I was up yeah. there and I heard the sound of not the sound of silence, the sound of nothing, and it was mind blowing. It was like yeah. It, yeah, it just brought tears to my eyes. It's like it was, you know. So um, that was the only time that I've really experienced pure silence, and it was a neat thing to experience. Um, so if we're in a workplace and it's loud, what can we do? Well, there are a number of things, depending on what industry you're in, um, depending on the specific environment, you know, if you're in a manufacturing plant or if you're in a, you know, a skyscraper office, there are all, but the, the thing with noise, it is very contextual uh, to the specific workplace, but there are some basics, you know, there is, um, you know, there's your safety bubble and looking after you. So no matter where you are, um, having noise cancellation headsets is always a top tip. Um, you know, if you're suddenly on the the um, subway, you know, and you've got horrible grating, terrible noise of the wheels on the tube, you know, having noise cancellation headsets protecting you on your commute every morning, um, being in an office where there are, you know, five other people, you can just put the headsets on that just signals that you're, you know, just putting a little bubble around yourself to protect yourself from excessive noise. You can bring it up, you know, maybe see if there are other people having the same issue, you know, do all the very polite things of, you know, bringing it up to a manager or if you are a manager and you're thinking, my goodness, you know what, I just don't want my employees to be experiencing this, um, you know, to build the love and the loyalty and the faith in the team. If you do something, you know, to, to adjust, maybe, you know, invest in something that's going to make the workplace more comfortable, uh, comfortably acoustic, acoustically more comfortable, rather, um, you'll be surprised how the love flows. Like, wow, they've just adjusted that. And I now actually feel like I'm relaxed in this environment rather than you know, everything bouncing around, uh, you know, the sound bouncing around on hard surfaces. Um, you know, if there, if there are, um, if there's someone sitting next to you with like, you know, a mouth that's clicking, 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 clicking all the time, you know, <laughs> buy them a gift wrap present, you know, give them a silent mouth, you know, and say, you know, happy, happy Monday. This is a quiet mouth and it's on, on me, you know. <laughs> I don't know if we're making this up, but, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, there are, there are made, basically, um, you know, it's not sometimes the massive noise. It's sometimes like the little irritating, drippy noises that just go, yeah. ah, and make you go like, please stop it. Um, or, you know, you've got a really high squeaky, you know, um, a door that squeaks every time. Or So, again, the, the, the whole noise audit exercise could be something that one could bring into the workplace team and say, look, I'm personally finding this, this, and this really irritating. Hands up who's finding this irritating as well. Maybe this is something we can bring up in the managing, management meeting. Or is there a way that we can work for three days a week at in the office and two days a week at home? Or you know, there, there are so many different ways to configure. One massive one is, is the, the, the noises that the dear care workers have to experience in the hospitals, which is a very, very, very big project. And we are slowly edging into that in terms of how um, the, the, the sounds of the beeps and the bleeps and the alerts and the alarms, which, you know, doctors and nurses have to tolerate all day. I mean, so many alarms going off, you know, it's not an alarm anymore. 
you know, um, and the, excuse me, the patients have to tolerate when they are in a, you know, in a place of, you know, ill health or, or recovery or, you know, so that there, there are huge amounts of attention and care and responsible design that are needed in so many workplaces. Um, you know, you, you can go to some factories where they're already on it, you know, and they have certain noise levels. I think there are statutory noise levels that have to be kept to, but, um, just knowing that you can take, take control of it, you don't have to put up with it, you know, you can politely express and campaign. Uh, often it's best to get a group to campaign together if you're in a big company, um, you know, um, and that you're not powerless. You know, like in any relationship that's negative, um, the relationship with sound is a profound one. You know, sound is half of our existence. There's light and there's sound. And you're in relationship with that sound in that living environment every single day for X amount of hours. So you have a, a right to be able to express that it's negative and it's affecting you. And, um, you know, anyone who's a decent manager or a decent colleague or, you know, a, a, a good citizen will, will listen and take note. And there are many changes that can be made. Obviously, at quietmark.com, we've got all of the, you know, products that you can start looking at and picking and, 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 and putting, you know, also the whole army of architects, interior designers, what we're really messaging right now is responsible design choices. That when you're specifying, please think of the acoustics. You know that 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 when you are making big financial decisions on on the way a room is designed or a whole you know housing complex is designed, if there is a sensitivity towards putting in certain types of you know biophilic design choices. That means that the generations of people dwelling in that building for the next 40 years, it's not only just going to make the property value go up, because people walk in and immediately they're, wow, this is pleasant. You know, it, it means that the health of the people dwelling in those buildings is going to be supported for the duration of that, you know, building's life. So the responsibility really is on the designers of the future to start making really big changes in how they design with acoustics, and that's what we're really championing right now. Um, what, in, um, in schools, what, you know, in... Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, um, how did your grand, why did your grandfather start this? Oh, it's, it's quite a, quite a lovely story, actually. He, he was, um, I think I've inherited it, but, you know, an entrepreneur, but with, with the, the, the real heart for public health in mind as well. So businessman. Um, and after World War II, it was 1958, um, yeah, the boom in industry after the war was over, everyone's getting back to being positive and rebuilding again. And the noise of, you know, the street life and, and cities were was, was huge, from motor cars to aeroplanes to, you know, industry noise. Things were just being built uh, fast. And my grandfather wrote a letter as, as a, you know, a reader of the Daily Telegraph newspaper, which is a, like the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal in, here in the UK. And he wrote a letter to the editor saying, you know, is anyone else experiencing this noise pollution? Is it just me? Um, I just, you know, it's just too much. Anyway, in those days there were no computers, um, and the newspaper received sackfuls of mail, uh, of handwritten letters agreeing with my grandfather's letter, and um, they passed the letters on to my grandfather, and you know it was literally a whole room full of, of, of response. And so he thought, well, look, this is a, clearly a huge problem someone needs to solve, and he was the sort of person who had the energy to do it. So he set about um, single-handedly lobbying Parliament to. Um, evidence and pushed through the Noise Pollution Act, which, which uh, was successful. And in 1959, the Noise Abatement Act was passed due to his efforts, um, and noise became a pollutant or known as a pollutant for the first time. Prior to that, it wasn't. And he set, he set up the Noise Abatement Society, a very 1950s-sounding you know, charity uh, uh, campaigning group, and he um, worked with the who's who of the time, um, he was very creative, so you know, he came up with a whole plan to move the airport from central London right out to the east end of London, and he got funding for it, and he um, did a lot of PR stunts to um, make the government very aware of, you know, airplane noise over the city, and coming up with all sorts of practical solutions, awarding industry for, you know, making things quieter. Um, so he he really um, was an extraordinary man. He, he was honoured by the Queen, he got an OBE, um, for his many, many decades of, of campaigning on behalf of public health and, and, you know, all the wonderful work he did. And he was seen as a pioneer in, in, in that sense in, in the whole of the, you know, the world for doing that. And then that was then adopted by other, other governments globally. Um, and then my mother uh, took it over when he died in 1995 um, and continued to do the campaigning work, you know, very, very um, t- tough stuff, like, you know, the, the noise of sewage works, you know, and 
um, you know, changing of perceptions on ISO committees as to how noise levels are factored into certain standards. So stuff that's really difficult to fund, and, and that's where the idea of QuietMark was born. So QuietMark actually funds, you know, it was born to fund these very, you know, deep, difficult, pollutant campaigning uh, movements that the Noise Bank Society stewards to this day, um, and is you know, very much honoured for, for doing, you know, and pioneering these sorts of campaigning work. So in, in that sense, you know, even in buying a, you know, a QuietMark certified product, you know that. You're helping the organisation that's helping the organisation that's doing the, the the big heavy heavy frontline campaigning for noise pollution globally, um, right. and, and so also carving, it, are, carving a part. Are you um, yeah. Quiet Mark the only company that's doing this work? Yes, I and mean, we, we would people crazy enough to um, begin to roll <laughs> off our sleeves and do this because it, it's it's a I mean it's you know it's a huge effort every single day we're working with hundreds of manufacturers you know all the household names all sending their products in all to be tested in different labs and it's acoustic testing is very expensive and then and then once we define you know which ones are the quietest then we work with those manufacturers to then allow them to use the quiet mark and only for a year because each year everything has to be retested and then we're opening up all the time new to make sure that we're covering and offering solutions for you know, the breadth of noise pollution issues that there are. Um, the, you know, the big move was into the building sector two and a half years ago when we launched the Acoustics Academy where we started to certify building products because many manufacturers make huge claims about their you know, products. Oh, it will reduce noise by this and this. And then when our acquisitions and our consultants looked at, look, look at the paperwork, you know, even something that's been selling in massive contracts for 14 years, sometimes we, we go, well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> the reporting doesn't justify the noise reduction so i'm sorry that can't be certified you know and so we, we, we're we're sort of in a very nice way policing you know the the claims and performance of of manufacturers um to, to make sure that you know there's a sort of uh not, not a sort of you know very much a line drawn that um products need to come up to certain standards to support human health for the the application that they're intended for um, and we are the only, a bit like the Edison mark, you know, for light, we, we are the, the fast emerging sound, uh, you know, equivalent certification for sound. And, and the fact that we're sort of, you know, 10 years into this is that our databases are huge. We, we, we have collected unique measurements and, you know, collection of data across over, you know, 100 different categories of products. So uh, spanning over years now. So it's, we're, we're sort of, uh, in that sense, we're a very unique um, you know, hub of data really for sound levels of of, of global machines and materials. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's quite geeky as well. You know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is just so fascinating. So, Poppy, uh, what motivated you to want to um, get out there and talk about this to media to the media? What is it that you are looking well, to share? I'm, really share? Well, I think, I mean, I had a big epiphany in my life when I was 30, about, about 17 years ago, where I, I really um, wanted to do something to help others. You know, you, you can be working for your, yourself and, you know, accumulating, you know, stuff your own. There, there, there was a, I had a heart shift where I wanted to help my mother to, um, you know, bring a next generation expression to this very, very precious work, very unique work that my family has started. And I think it's a bit like, you know, some families are tailors, some families are lawyers, some families are, there's something in our family where I have passion for this. that's beyond reason. You know, it's, <laughs> it seems to me that when I connected back into that family inverted commas business, you know, that family passion, that family DNA, um, I could be working and not getting paid. It, it's just in me. I care deeply. I, um, we, we're doing it truly to help people, not just lip service. You know, we're, we're working around the clock, and not just me. The whole of our team are so dedicated. The, the company seems to attract people that um, are very talented, um, whether it's in the measurement side or also in the, the, the marketing and the profiling or the building of the, you know, the company's profile. Um, because social impact is is in our heart, we want to make sure that people are looked after in a world that. Often, you know, there's a lot of sharks out there, you know, who, who don't really care, and, and we want to stand for those truths. So, I think there was that sort of sense of fighting for good, 
you know, fighting for peace in a way that's mm-hmm. tangible, you know, quite te- technical, and um, upholding some good old-fashioned values where a lot of that's being eroded. Um, and not like we're superheroes, but, you know, someone's got to do it. And I think, you know, there's maybe there's a power on high that's, that's, that's charging us. Certainly it's beyond me. Um, uh, but there's a tailwind in this, you know. It, it seems to be something that everyone connects to and, and is grateful for, and, and, and it, it's, it's, it's taking effect. And, and if, as long as that's happening, that's, you know, we keep on going, you know. What is the most, so um, if you were to leave us with a, a message, what is the most important thing you want us to know about noise sensitivity or noise pollution? Well, I, I think you touched on it uh, when you mentioned about your deep emotional response in Big Island up in that silence, is that um, peace, um, and I might sound a bit of a hippie at this moment, you know, uh, peace and love uh, are the core, the wellspring of life. And um, there's a lot of things that will try and erode that from you day to day, hour by hour, whether it's relationships or noisy appliances or, you know, and I, I, I think uh, fighting for a lot, a lot of peacemakers are, you know, doing all different things. But in this area of stewardship, um, guarding your peace, guarding the peace, guarding peace in relationship in terms of how your home or workplace is designed is really important to life itself. So um, Quiet Mark is, you know, standing for um, people taking back uh, the peace in their lives and therefore their minds, their bodies and their spirits so that they can have uh, a life that is abundant and joyful and coming from a place of of goodness um, and that uh, that becomes infectious and at the moment where there's so much disruption in the world, I think we need to guard it with all, 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 all we can. Um, and, and the more people that do it, the, the more we can guard that and, and build, build that piece back in again. So, and so if we want to um, find a product that is rated quiet, we, just, we can go to quietmark, is it quietmark.com to find that information? Exactly, exactly that. Yeah, so quietmark.com is the global hub. It's free. We do not charge anything. We um, uh, Basically, when something is certified, it gets put up. Uh, we don't take advertising on the site. It's extremely neutral and um, in, in terms of purely providing a service for you to quickly find a product. And there, there often aren't many there in each category. There's might maybe, you know, two hair dryers and one kettle. You know, these are the front runners of... of, of hopefully an era of, of new product design that, that, you know, hopefully there'll be 20 hair dryers or, you know, by this time next year. But um, uh, it's building and building and building. Um, we have more products in UK and Europe than we have in America at the moment, but we're just starting a, a wonderful new uh, surge of campaign into the North America. We're very excited about into the retailers, which is coming up on the horizon. And um, so um, keep checking in. Um, you know, when you're thinking of buying a product, think, just check at quietmark.com, just see what's up there now, um, and you can be guaranteed that that product is the quietest in the 10 to 20% of all the products in the market. So out of thousands of products, there are maybe, you know, very, very few that get that, that seal of approval. This is so good to know. It's something that It's something that we don't normally just stop to think about, but it is so important in our lives, um, which is why I really wanted to talk to you about this because I I love the idea. It's just just different. Um, I love to bring different kinds of um, aspects of wellness to my listening audience, and I don't like to do the same thing over and over. So this really is so unique, but so important you know it's like one of those things we we just don't pay attention to but now you've made us pay attention to it and it's a good thing so um so thank you poppy this has been really fun oh i'm I'm really um thank you for the opportunity to share with all your listeners um (laughs) you know uh hopefully we can we all make the world a better place (laughs) yes absolutely yeah yeah exactly bring more more peace and silence in yeah yeah, well, I would like that. I know that. You know, for me, that would be great. But, um, yeah. Well, well to thank just, you. Just in the fi- final word, you know, you know an eight, it, from our survey, you know, final word for me, 84% of Americans agree that noise matters when buying appliances for the home. I mean, that's a huge percentage. So, you know, sometimes they think, oh, it's me just being funny about it. But it's not. There's so many people 
um, but maybe the opportunity's never been there. So hopefully we can really um, accelerate that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. people will be aware now when they when they purchase things. Thank you, Poppy. It's been so great talking to Thank you. Thank you. You too. I appreciate Wonderful. It. Thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. Have a really nice day. I take care. Thank you too. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Um, so we are out of time today. But if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.